This is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy far, far away. Support us on Patreon for exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. Patreon.com slash Rebel Scum Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. You're always scum. Rebel scum. True. True. You know, True. Oh, wait. It's, big, it's big Star Wars stuff because, like, Celebration just happened. Uh, Obi-Wan's shooting out episodes left, right, and center. But we're missing the most important thing we have yet to talk about. The new... The new, well, it's not new. They have it at the beginning of every Star Wars show that comes out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the you know, the characters. There's new characters in it, but specifically the mouse droid is in it. James, la, la. what do you take from this? Do we Are we expecting an all-mouse droid show? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, why not? I think we need more mouse droids. And yeah. uh, they should just call it the Obi-Wan mouse droid show. Yeah. My camera is like beyond crooked right now. I'm trying to. There we go. I think that's good. I don't know. We can't. I can't figure it out. But I was like, which Jay's hat do I wear? <laughs> this one or this one or this one or that one? I ha- I think I have, don't tell Aaron, 30 Jay's hats. <laughs> that's a good thing you just put this on YouTube. She doesn't watch this. It's sorry. She doesn't watch it. <laughs> uh, what time did you watch Obi-Wan Kenobi part four, A New Hope? Uh, this morning, but like just before work and then during work. <laughs> You've seen so have you seen it twice? Or was it like all in one shot? No, no, all like in parts of the okay, first okay. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it this morning. Too. I um, I watch. Oh, I we, we gotta get this out of the way because Stranger Things is big right now. It had three hundred percent more views than Obi Wan Kenobi, which I don't know how you rate that or not. Doesn't really make a difference, frankly. I don't mm-hmm. think. Oh, we have. I haven't looked at my comments. Heidi's here. Kayla's here. Yeah. Sooner's here. Vermont's here. Hey, everyone. Just I didn't even notice. But so I, I don't really know what to make of that because they were dropped all at once. Netflix has more subscribers. Blah 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 blah. Stranger Things is also very popular as well beyond just Star Wars. But Brock, I am three and a half episodes into Stranger Things season four. Yeah, and I and you've seen it, right? So it's a little bit of spoilers here if you haven't seen it. But the Star Wars references are in full effect as per usual on yeah. stranger things um our buddy paul riser friend of the show paul riser <laughs> he, he has he makes an appearance and then he's in a diner and he says to 11 that she is his only hope and i was like oh star wars star wars anyway i want to get that out of the way really appreciate this star wars the subtle yeah. star wars like it's not over the top like it used to be it's very subtle now in stranger things so i am enjoying that um it's a lot of fun but anyway obi-wan kenobi we didn't talk about episode three together. I did an audio for Patreon because you you have uh, a job that makes you work, and yeah, and I do too. But I have a headset that I just kind of spew words into when I drink a margarita. But so that's just out of the way, bro. Let's talk about episode three very quickly. I just want to hear your thoughts on three because we haven't really spoken about it too much. Also, yes, it is Andrew Fantasia's birthday. We're gonna get to that in a little bit. No, we're not. It's his birthday. That's the end of that. <laughs> what else needs to be said? 
that dingbat got his 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 uh mention on Facebook. That's enough or Instagram. Um, I'm trying to honestly trying to remember. Oh, we talked about it briefly because it was like, yeah, like oh, yeah. Zach Braff. <laughs> yeah, the only um, thing, the, it was back to. I really appreciate this when you watch a show early and I yeah. get the text from you, like, like kind of guiding me through it. And that one was watch the credits. Watch the credits because I was like, <laughs> who is that? I thought it was Seth Rogen. Yeah, because um, Zach Braff did a Seth Rogen impression. Yeah, they modulated <laughs> the voice. Um. I liked it, obviously, because, well, you know, I guess now that I think about it, I guess season or season three, episode three is a little bit more in your face in episode four because we have Vader coming down and like Obi-Wan's here. So it's like, oh, then you need to go and uh, I'm going to deal with him. And it, And it's like without even saying it, he's like causing havoc to pull Obi-Wan out of the shadows. Cause it's like, if I hurt people, his Jedi ways will just, I like how like that they've been talking about that for the first two episodes and they don't just say, he just like, does it. He's like, he's like pulling people out of their houses. He's strangling them. He's cracking people's necks. It's like, it's crazy. It's like, I don't know if it's the same level of him entering the, the starship in rogue one through that hallway that probably is a little bit more epic, but it's just like it's crazy that a character that is now 40 years old is still this like daunting, like, oh, like uh, Reham hasn't watched that episode yet, and she loves the villains and shows, she loves Vader. So it's like I I'm really curious to see her thoughts on that one. I <clears throat> Vader's I I would argue Vader's the greatest film villain of all time. Yeah. Uh I think we said that a few times on the show. That's I mean I, I think he always comes in like one or two. Like one is usually like some stupid villain from some obscure movie where the rankers try to be like really snarky. But I think Vader is is the may is the biggest villain of all time. And probably the best. I my my complaint with that whole sequence was it was so awesome, and then he just kind of like lets the slow droid get him and walk away. <laughs> And, I, and it was just like this this show I, I really love this show but there are instances in the show where i'm just like could you not have just thought it through just a little like kind of just put a little bit more effort in some of the execution of certain things it's like oh like we okay obi-wan's got to survive that you couldn't think of a different way to get him out of there than just have vader watching him get carried away so he just forced like lifted him towards him very like he could anyway th- these are my nitpicks of the show it's basically that is like that was my, like I loved everything leading up to it. I love the cinematography of the flames on Vader. Yeah. I, the the fight itself, I thought, um, cinematography wise, was a little bland. I think I know what they were going for with the light, just from the lightsabers. But Star Wars, man, let's have some yeah. like railings with or path car, catwalks without railings and stuff. Uh, but yeah, yeah, tell me what uh, Reham thinks of it because Vader is he's full Vader. I'm with you. I don't think it's it reached that level of Rogue One yet, but I think. There's, I think they're going for it, um, but the difference, obviously, with Rogue One is there is stakes in Rogue One, and he just, like, rips the poop off of everything yeah, yeah. in that scene. And the scene kind of came out of nowhere, and that was our first exposure to Wicked Vader, right? Like, we never had that Vader before, yeah. so there might be more shock value that, that definitely is in there. And I like, you know, the devotion to uh, keeping the same type of character that you see in the original uh series or you know like when they made star wars it's probably impossible to see out of that mass so like real fast movements is just not a thing 
And then you just, but like George Lucas is smart and he worked it into the character where like he's unstoppable. He's kind of like a Frankenstein with mind powers. It's like he doesn't move super fast, but you're, it doesn't matter because you're just, you'll never escape him. So like, obviously, well, not obviously, I have no idea what uh, Deborah Chow's thought process was on it, but uh, like she, like that the Vader we see in this, as much as it looks, he looks better. He moves a little bit more, like whatever you want to call it. He still holds true to like it's Vader. He's just he doesn't rush. Yeah. He's like when you play uh, Force Unleashed. He's Michael Force Myers. Um, uh, yeah, he's Michael Myers. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront. When you play oh, the yeah. missions where you get to be Vader on uh, Hoth, it's like when he does that really quick sprint, Force yeah. sprint. It's like this doesn't feel right. And you know what I'm just thinking about? It, it's like, like the the main villain in Squid Games who also wears a mask. It's like it's 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 interesting how like we will always go for a villain with a mask that shows no facial expression. You can't even see their eyes because you're just like your mind's like, what's under there? What are they doing? What's the, what are they thinking? I have no idea. You hear just like a monotone voice, and you're like, I don't know what to do. He's a villain. <laughs> it's like we genetically want facial expressions to be like oh i can understand what's happening <laughs> well, yeah you know the best villains are all hidden behind masks yeah. obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. what is going on with my camera i, I just know, kicked man. it i just kicked <laughs> i kicked it because i'm angry anyway episode three was a lot of people that's their favorite episode is episode three obviously it ends with vader and kenobi people complaining about the kenobi fight that's not the fight the fight that Kathleen Kennedy was going to be the fight of the century is coming. This was the precursor yeah. to that fight. This was, you know, episode four. Um, so this one, I found a lot of people, I don't know if you've seen on social media or not, which is the be all end all of nothing. But like, it seems like this one's getting a little bit downplayed by people. And there are parts of this episode that I loved and parts that I didn't, I didn't care for too much. But one thing Brock with episode four that really disappointed me was how quickly they moved on from that Vader fight. And I'm not talking about him in the back to tank. I'm talking about the emotional scar of Obi-Wan versus Vader. That's the first time he's seen him since Mustafar. He got yeah. his ass kicked by him. He's now like, he saw that Anakin has become what he says in A New Hope, or he's more machine than man now, or whatever yeah. movie he says. Like, all those moments, I thought, I mean, we might get to them eventually, but I thought it was lost on this episode. Like, the beginning, I kind of wish, it was 38 minutes, and you know me, I'm all for the short stuff. But like, I kind of felt like we needed a little bit more with Obi-Wan yeah. just reflecting on what's going on. And that's something that episode one had greatly. And since then, we haven't gotten any. And I know I'm the only one that loved Book of Boba Fett, but it, that's what that whole season was, was just Boba Fett like, thinking. But I think we needed, I think this episode lacked that more than anything. That's what was lacking was because Vader versus Obi-Wan is always going to be incomplete in anything we see because of a new hope, right? Like, yeah. And you need the emotional stakes and that emotional stakes has to, has to play carry over into, into this episode. And I didn't get it. And I was a little bit for me, the biggest disappointment I had in this episode was, was that aspect of it. And I might be alone on that, but that's, that's, uh, that's me. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, I cannot wait for that fight. Uh, shout out to Kayla. Oh, um, I can't either. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're right. It's like the problem is like we know what's going to happen. We know no one's going to get vanquished. We know people are going to get away. 
though I'm still on. I I had some people say it's like, oh, I don't really like the actress that plays young Leia, but and it's like it's a little. And I've heard say people say like she's very like aware of what's going on, then she's precocious the next second, and then she's like, oh, uh, you are like you're in danger, but you're not figuring out that like it's getting worse and worse. I don't. It's just like I like it because it's like. I think I'm going to hold my full judgment on the entire series. Like I said a couple episodes ago that like until this is done, because I feel like there will be a satisfa uh, satisfactory ending to this, but I don't know where it's going. Right. Like, because uh, like a lot of people are like, oh, if Leia actually knows Ben, then why doesn't she say you, you helped me once in the thing? And obviously now we have to kind of I don't think they're going to like fully retcon a new hope. I think they'll end the series as like, you have to pretend you don't know who I am. But it's also like nine years later. Yeah, yeah. And he served with Bailergon in the Clone Wars longer than this. Yeah, everything she says like, isn't wrong. It's just sort of some people are like, well, if she knew him personally, and after the, at the end of this episode, they're holding hands at like sentimental moments. Like, yeah, I guess you could be like, well, why wouldn't you say it's like you helped me once? Can you help me again? I don't know. But because, I, I think oh well maybe she wants to hide the fact that that was yeah. her like like you know I think I think um I think this is the point you're making though is, is nitpicking like yeah Luke George Lucas did this stuff where you can nitpick everything he did in the prequels versus the OT like you know you can't what the problem is when you start doing these prequel stuff you're gonna run into these problems because you start fleshing things out yeah. and then you get to a point where it's like ah you know and that's just that for for like I, i'm not gonna talk i'm like i don't think i want to talk to anyone's performances in this show because i'm not an acting coach and i don't really care uh there's been a lot of it online but I, but hayden christensen got that in the prequels i'm at best obviously got that yeah i think the sequels they probably had some as well so i i don't know the the, the leia though yeah the, the the thing with Leia, like for me, it's like Luke can't be exposed to anything at this point, whereas Leia is allowed to be exposed to more because she knows who Darth Vader is in A New Hope, right? She goes, oh, Lord Vader. Like she she knows who he is. She's not really intimidated by him. And, you know, other people are like, oh, this is the first time I've seen him. But she knows. She has an awareness of who Darth Vader is. So I think that gives them more leeway there. The Obi-Wan stuff. She also calls him Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? How many Obi-Wan Kenobi yeah, yeah, exactly. I hope. But in the show, she calls him Ben. So yeah, I mean there could be a lot like you know we can't pretend we can't know each other. There yeah. could be a lot, or that's or a they simple just, solution, right? Like it could be. Or a they just, mm -hmm. or they just ignore it. Yeah, They're exactly. Like, Whatever. Like, um, like I but, think the the reality is this is very, the reality is sort of right. This is separate from the movies. Mm -hmm. Like it's like a side story to yeah. the movies. So yeah. I don't know. It's you know this is an opportunity to see like Alderaan, you know, and like what Amazing. was Leia like as a kid, like cool there there it is sweet awesome like warm people up to the idea that like other people can play these characters maybe we after this we start to stray away from the skywalker saga hopefully but like like everyone gets too wrapped up on like oh only Hugh jackman can play wolverine or only for yeah. the for a short time uh oh who is the original superman Christopher Reeves. Christopher Reeves. Like, he can only, even though he wasn't technically the first Superman. He was the first movie Superman. But, like, we've had three Spider-Men, and we've been fine with it. And we had a movie where all three of them, spoilers, are in it. And we're like, cool. What? 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, like I, so. I mean, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna get these actors to play the ten year old versions of them. Yeah. I think she's fine as Leia. I think, I think to the point you were saying though, it's more the writing might have been inconsistent and in those whoever you're talking about their opinion of Leia more than the acting. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's how I would see. I I would actually, for what you just said, to the point that you made a little while Mm -hmm. ago, it seems more of the writing and directing than the performance Mm -hmm. is, is what their critique of it is. I kind of like how I, I, I actually performance is fine. I think it's, I don't really want to sound like a dick, but I think it's a step up from Jake Lloyd. It's not like she's not going to win an Emmy for it or anything. That being said, she carries her own pretty well. And Leia's a strange beast of a character because she is tough. And it's like, at what age does she get tough? My thing is, I kind of would like, again, this is me being an old man. I kind of would have been fine if she just stayed on Alderaan and we just got a separate show about her right. and Hale yeah, Organa sure. on Alderaan. And that, I mean, this is a separate thought because we're getting the show we're getting. But I had so much fun in that first episode with her and her parents I'm like, I yeah. would watch, I would watch a six episode show of this, but I would also watch a six, eight episode show of Obi-Wan. Cause the, my favorite parts of the show still have been the first episode when he's alone on Tatooine, kind of living mm-hmm. his day to day life, which again speaks to me being old and liking Boba Fett and whatnot. That's kind of, I'm more interested in that stuff than, than this chase that we're going on. <clears throat> but anyway, episode three had one thing in it, Brock, that I thought was spectacular. And I wish the show focused on this stuff even more. And that was the uh, the tomb area that he entered, the great whatever we, what did he refer to it as the uh, the we saw all the dead Jedi all around him the the morgue if you will whatever it was. Oh, that's in episode four. Yeah, episode four. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> I wish the sh- I wish the show kind of featured more of that kind of part of the lore yeah. in it because mm-hmm. I was like, that is. I, I just that part that part I was like stay here stay here stay here like I <laughs> just slow down and stay here because I love I I thought that was brilliant in the show yeah and like it was a cool idea but like you're kind of waiting for like someone recognizable and as much as seeing a youngling in the helmet is interesting it's just like wouldn't it been a little bit cooler if yeah. it was like you know Shakti or uh, Ala Secure like. I- those are the bodies of Jedi they've slain, correct? Not just like pictures. Yeah, I believe like, they're so like supposed to be like trophies almost. I think there was one from Clone Wars and one from Rebels in in there for sure. Okay. I thought I thought we saw Plo Koon off the top, but I was like Plo Koon. It was not. I don't think. Yeah. Let me go back. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I wish there was someone recognizable from the movies yeah. because again, like you can you can geek out over Rebels and Clone Wars, but the majority of people watching this haven't seen Rebels or Clone Wars. And I think if you threw someone in, even if it was like Chuck T, someone minor from the movies, I think it would have had a lot more impact. But I still, like that kind of stuff is what I want to see more of. And yeah. not Obi-Wan Kenobi, maybe necessarily, but more of these Star Wars shows. Like, let's go yeah. into that. Yeah. Let's see that. Because I, I just, I love Mando. I love Book of Boba Fett. That's very clear. But the Jedi aspect, it's all like, I, I, I hope we don't, I know we're all like, we don't need Jedi. But I think the part of it is like, no, we should have Jedi because Star Wars is about that. And I would like, to see more of them going into that lore and seeing more of what happened to them and, and what to be afraid of. And, and, and I, I don't know that whole, that scene, I was just like, I was like, just stay here. Let it breathe. Let me just, let's just, I don't, 
it wasn't about it wasn't i mean i wanted to see a recognizable face but it wasn't about that it was about the idea yeah that they did this right it was just fantastic and <laughs> i just loved it they're hunting jedi and then keeping them in a trophy room like ha yeah. um one thing though it's like i think i texted you like when is qui-gon gonna show up and we're like you said oh i think that's gonna be a final episode sort of thing but like what about the grand inquisitor like are we ever gonna get like the figure out on that like it's just sort of oh here comes the hand <laughs> speak to the hand because the face don't care um <laughs> uh, but you know what i mean like it's sort of like you could have made up any any sith inquisitor character and they could have done the exact same thing but you chose the one that we like the first i know one we're introduced to in rebels and and the 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 writers brock said that they know the canon and they're going to respect it so that tells you that he's going to come back so my yeah and i was just like i think i tweeted i'm like then what the hell is the point? I'm so like we keep having these fake out yeah. deaths. Like, can we be yeah. over the? Like, you could have picked any other Inquisitor and had her kill that one. Would have been the you same need effect, it, yeah. Unless you need the Grand Inquisitor for a story, but then just have him fly away. Just have yeah. him be like, "Hey, this is on you guys. I'm out of here. I got to go deal with a Jedi on uh, Lothal right now." Like, you know, like something else. But for some reason, they felt the need to kill him, which. I feel like when I watched it with Aaron, she was just like, oh, he's dead. Like she had no, she has no yeah. emotional connection at all. She's like, oh, he's dead. And then for me, I'm like, yeah, but he's not like, I know yeah. he comes back and then he dies again in rebels, <laughs> which is like, just double, which is double uh, stupid to me now. It's like, yeah, like, like you just, uh, you want that part where she kills someone. So it's like, Oh, she's taken over. Right. But if you delete that scene, but put make Grand Inquisitor into the place of Fifth Brother, it's the same thing where it's like she's superseding leadership. It's like it makes more sense if it's the Grand yeah. Inquisitor because he was in charge. Like, I, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm positive. I'm optimistic that they will tie that up at the end. I, they will, I, but I he's just gonna go and die in Rebels now. Like I just, yeah, anyway. yeah. My biggest complaint with the aftermath novel, the first one, was Nora Wexley snaps. Yeah. Mom just died like three hundred times in that. Like every other page, she died, and then she came back from the dead. And it's like, hey, like stop it. Just either kill them or don't. I don't need a fake out all the time. Yeah. And I, it's just frustrating when they do that. But we got to go to Kayla's comment here. Um about the the morgue that we just talked about she, she says mm. i almost think they are frozen and maybe and maybe a way for them to practice cloning and heidi thought that maybe we we're gonna see grogu there which would have been awesome but the cloning thing is look the cloning thing is cool though because yeah. this be, like whether you like it or not the reality is we're gonna get to to shvp palpatine right he's, he's coming yeah. in rise of skywalker yeah and so so all like the mandalorians boba fett and this show they all have to work towards that in a way so yeah. i kind of like that idea that kayla has that maybe they're not dead; they're just frozen and they're going to practice cloning like they did with grogu but there's something that they need with grogu that these jedi don't have or whatever i don't know yeah i mean it could work like if like mandalorian's gonna show anything more about this cloning or like snoke and all that that'd be great like it's not bad it doesn't take away from the story but you're like ah so. uh, uh, uh. And it's like his plan is hidden 
throughout the galaxy. So there's no way one person can figure it all out because it's in different spots. It's, you know, I guess it's kind of similar to in the prequels where, like, we're slowly seeing the Death Star get figured out. I actually was thinking about that this morning. I'm like, the crazy part is they're all running around and, like, the Death Star is being built somewhere. <laughs> or, like, not uh, parts of it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, you have no idea what's coming your way. Um, but, yeah, you know what? I, maybe I'm just overly optimistic. I enjoy this show. I think it fits well with the other Star Wars shows. And we've said it before. At some point, you're just not going to. It's not all going to be for you because it's. Though it is hard to watch this show and then go watch Stranger Things, which is maybe 30, 20 to 30 minutes longer each episode and is like weaving so many storylines and characters together. And it's just like, like Star Wars isn't Stranger Things and Stranger Things isn't Star Wars, but like you kind of get to a point where you can tell a very elaborate story and still make it engaging. I mean, you said yourself, James, that like it's an hour show, which you hate, but it's like, it doesn't feel like an hour. So it's like, yeah, no. And, 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 and I, I, two, three, two or three of the episodes have taken me multiple days to watch because I'm old and I get tired. Yeah. Yeah. But it hasn't taken away from it. And the length hasn't been a problem with it, but, but, to that same point, though, with Mandalorian and even this show mm. and Boba Fett, the, the short lengths never took away from those ones either. Like, I feel like I was yeah. saying this to Rob the other day. It's like, as long as you like, t- like the great thing with streaming is you can take the time you need, whether it's 30 minutes or 130 minutes. You take the time you need to tell the story you need to tell. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing with Rebels is as much as I loved Rebels, there were episodes I'm like, oh my God, I needed five more minutes or I needed 10 more minutes, right? But they couldn't do it. They didn't have that luxury. Yeah. But now you do. It doesn't always have to be an hour and a half like Stranger Things to do it. And like you said, Stranger Things has like a thousand characters. And they keep yeah. adding. One thing Stranger Things does better than any show I think I've ever seen, ever, is introduce a character and I go, oh god, another character. And then by by like the second episode, I'm like this is my favorite character now. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, they, yeah. They, they have this knack of bringing in new characters, and I'm just like, this is my favorite character. So we I'm, always have to have some kind of bully from high school. Always. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? The bully in Stranger Things season four is that it doesn't feel very eighties to me. That's the one. That's the one drawback I'm having on this show. I'm like, you don't feel like eighties Teen Wolf to me. That that villain. I'm like, oh, this is like. This is where Trump votes come from. <laughs> you haven't gotten to later episodes, but you'll see what I mean later on. Okay. No, I haven't. I'm on. Yeah. I'm halfway through episode Dear Billy. That's the big episode that Kate Bush yeah. is a big fan of, obviously. And uh, I heard this song in the first episode. I'm like, this is what made this song a bit. Like, I like that song. I I remember hearing it as a kid and stuff. But like, whatever. It's. <laughs> I know. I know what's coming because. Yesterday yeah, we watched everyone's the talking about it. <laughs> and yesterday morning, Aaron turned on the news and they spoiled it on the news in the morning. She goes, "What the hell? I can't watch." I was like, "It's the news." I'm like, "Well, what are you gonna do?" Um. Anyway, Obi Wan Kenobi. Let's go to this star right here, O'Shea Jackson Jr. making his appearance finally in the show. Um. What did you What did you think of this character? Your fan? I'm glad that he's. I'm glad that he's going to be in the back half of this uh, series. And it wasn't just that one part and that was it. I will say the Wade character did not give two craps about when he died. I was like, I'm emotionally not attached to you (laughs) at this moment. 
Um, but I was cool. It was cool to see him. I thought he actually did. I'm not gonna. I wasn't gonna talk about acting, but I actually thought he was really good in this. Yeah, like I hope they do more with his character uh, in the upcoming episodes. Uh, Maya Erskine from Pen Fifteen was the other Jedi or Jedi other Rebel or whatever we're calling the Path Soldier. Uh, I loved seeing those. Uh, not to deviate from O'Shea Jackson, I loved seeing those speeders, uh, not speeders, land yeah. speeders go into the loading. It's like if you throw in like a land speeder or an X wing or an A wing or whatever, I'm like, I'm in. I'm like, look, there it goes. Absolutely. This is why I probably like Star Wars biomes. I'm like, oh look, the, look at the things go by. Look at the CG animated things go by. Um, but yeah, O'Shea Jackson, I thought it was good, and it's just like that one quick monologue. It's like my wife, she had these powers, or she had. I knew about Jedi and. Or she, ha- she tried to hide it, and she couldn't because the Empire can't be stopped. So that's why they're doing what they're doing. Like it's. Uh... And so I want to bring up here, if I can find this comment. Um, there's a couple comments about whether or not his wife might have been Reva. I don't think so, because I think Reva McIntyre is from episode one and one of the younglings at the beginning of that one. Um, but it's Star Wars. Everything's connected. <sighs> no, <laughs> no, come on, no. Oh, because uh, they kind of look the same. Come on, people. Let's get. Let's think outside the box a little. For all we know, his wife could have been a Twi'lek or Twi'lek or however you want to pronounce, her, or a Wookiee. We don't know. Like, come on. Oh, come by on. the way, have you heard the rumor? This is a rumor, so spoiler alert. But Hera Syndulla is in Ahsoka. Yes. Show. Yeah. Have you heard the rumor that Mary Elizabeth Winstead will be playing Hera in the Ahsoka? Oh, no. wow. And she is she is married to Obi Wan Kenobi in real life. So it has nothing to do with anything. But I think yeah. But the rumor is she's going to be playing Hera. That's sweet. I, I love her as an actress. Like when she was in uh in uh Harley Quinn and the the uh the uh, Emancipation of Proclamation, uh, uh Birds <laughs> of Prey, uh I was like, Yeah, I love you, you're the best. I mean she's Ramona in Scott Pilgrim, like Ramona, she's and she's great in the Thing remake, and she's real. I and Ken Cloverfield Lane Death is one of my Lane. favorites. Uh, and- Death Watch or Death Watch, Death uh, Death Race, Death Race. Yeah, she's in it for like and, ten seconds. <laughs> and the movie's not that good, but she was really good in Kate on Netflix. Oh yeah, <laughs> Kate. Netflix, by the way, there's three movies that are identical on Netflix, and Aaron and I watched them all purposely because they were all the same. Was Kate? Milkshake gunpowder or gunpowder milkshake or milkshake with guns or whatever. I don't really know. It's uh Nebula from Guardians is that one. No. And and the and the protege. And they are all the exact same movie. But I watch them all. <laughs> uh, and every yeah. time and in the middle of all of them are like, this is the same movie we just everyone's like, didn't we see this? I'm like, no, different actress, but same, same plot. But let's go. Let's have a good time. <laughs> They're I don't all know. fun. I'll say they're all fun. <laughs> I don't know. Reva and uh, O'Shea. What is O'Shea Jackson's character name? I didn't even look it up. Uh, uh, I don't know. But anyways, I don't know. I I feel like Reva is like 
she's got to be a youngling that somehow I, I feel like that's the whole point of that first scene in the that first episode yeah. i gotta be wrong it doesn't have to be but like i just like i feel like that like reva gives off this vibe that she has been hating the jedi in her entire life so it's like throwing in a husband i'm not saying you can't hate something and also get married but like I don't know. It's uh, I don't. I it maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I just have a Star Wars podcast, so I think she was. I think she was killed. His wife was killed by by yeah. Inquisitors. Maybe Reva yeah. killed his wife. I don't know, but yeah, I, I don't think so. I like that idea though that he was married to a Jedi after all the like obviously after Order sixty six. Right? Like, give me a prequel on his character. Here's how I actually thought about when I watched that scene. She wasn't a Jedi. She just had force abilities force and she was just hiding it. Because, like, at this point, 10 years have passed. So she could have been, you know, but six, last... five or six. Oh, I guess but... it would have to be a little bit older than that. Maybe, last week you, know. you said you were done with force sensitive, though. And you just want... so I I'm am just... done with it. I'm, that... just trying to... I'm just trying to appease you. That's true. That's true. I am done with it. I'm just saying this is a character that is dead. So like you can say whatever you want because we can move on because it's just a plot device to understand that character, right? So absolutely. I so overall this episode, I think it was 38 minutes long. Which when I saw it, I was like, right out my lane way. And then I watched it and I thought it was okay. I kind of wanted I don't want to say I wanted more. I just felt here was like I mentioned like I wanted more of Obi Wan reflecting on the Vader stuff from the previous episode, right? I wanted more of like him coming to the realization yeah. that this that his best friend, the guy, you know, his brother Anakin, I loved you, is now a robot that is terrorizing the galaxy. I kind of wanted more of that. And, yeah. And and the, and the other thing too is like the stuff with Reva McIntyre and. Leia, I was kind of like there were points. I'm just like, yeah, let's move on. Yeah. That was how I felt. Like, I mean, it was what it was. It didn't ruin the episode in no. any way for me. It just kind of felt like, yeah, like what was the point? I, I mean, I know what the point was to put the tracker in the in the in Lola, obviously, but but like, what was the? I'll like really. How many times are we going to hear someone say that no one is coming for Leia when you and I know someone's yeah. coming for Leia because Leia is in the entire original trilogy and sequel. Like, she's coming up big time. <laughs> I, I Maybe the whole point is to make her seem, like, relentless, where it's just like, you don't scare me. She literally says, I'm not afraid of you. Like, that is what we need. Somehow it's going to be like, this is what the rebellion ah. is, like, built on. Like, people that are like, I don't care. Like, death is... is is I... 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 I I invite death into the scenario if it means freedom from the Empire. So I And maybe you're right. Maybe we're seeing this. We're looking at this from Reva McIntyre's point of view, but maybe it's actually we should be looking at this from Leia's point of view. Like that is more focusing on Leia than Reva. Wait, hold on a second. Put Heidi's last comment up. What? Heidi, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Stop Maybe it. Leia is Grogu. Have you ever Stop thought it. of that? <laughs> uh, Grogu! You'll get it next year! <laughs> Do you think but, Grogu's gonna show up in this I episode? I would love it! Like, I would love it! Especially in that, like, if uh, if it's just a flashback imagine, to the temple and he's just there. I, I that first know. episode, imagine we go back uh, to that first episode. 
and we see the younglings all run, and the camera does this turn. Like, and it turns oh, and Grogu, like Grogu's like hiding. <laughs> bring it, bring it. No, I'll, overall, I really, I mean, it's a Star Wars show. I'm really enjoying the show. I thought the lightsaber sounds have been horrific since mm. the Disney acquisition. In this episode, they were actually a lot better, I thought. I was like, <laughs> okay, it doesn't sound like for me. I'm still The Force Awakens when Finn first turns on the lightsaber. I'm just like, what sound is this? Did they get <laughs> this out? I'm like, well, that's not, that's not how it sounds. Where's Ben Burt? Bring him back. But. <laughs> J.J. Abrams, like, son or daughter is like, I want to make this lightsaber sound. like, shoink! They're too, they're too bassy. The, the lightsaber sounds are too bassy in this. He's like, like cut it down! There's, like, I, I, I will say one thing. The Vader voice, which I, they use the synth thing like they did with uh, Mark Hamill is how they did the Vader voice in this. Yeah. But I also heard that, that Anakin, that Anakin, that Hayden Christian did the line and they but whatever, the, the 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 Vader voice. The first time I heard it, people were like, "It's James Earl Jones is back," and I was like, "He is." And I watched the episode, and I was like, "How come he sounds like he did in A New Hope?" Because in A New Hope, he's so much tinnier mm. than any other star. I don't know if you've ever noticed that, but he's like, where, which is not a negative or a positive. He's just like a lot tinnier than he is. Because we're always like, "Oh, I'm your fault," but he's like, he's more like he sounds like he's in a tin can hat, which is more realistic. Yeah. And they did that in this show, and I gotta say, props to the sound guys on that. Yeah, that's pretty sick. I'm like, is he recording still? I'm like, I think he can do it. Like, especially in this pre-COVID or post-COVID era, where everyone can record from home. But you know, at some point, like Disney probably has enough of his like dialogue to AI his voice in some way. I was talking to a friend. I'm like, they should just have him go into a booth right now and do what the voices of like Siri and Alexa do. I can't say it too loud. But, oh, she heard me. Stop it. Turn off. And, and and just have him say like every word imaginable. And like, like they do for those because then you have it forever. But they're using the synth thing. And I got to say, I think it's working very, very well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. I look forward to the next two episodes of Obi-Wan. I, I just, it bums me out that it's this quick. And that's the thing. It's like, I almost wish I didn't know how many episodes there was. Cause now it's like, you're on it. You're a ticking clock. It's like, how many, how are you going to do all the things that we want you to do? Like, I don't know. So we'll see. Um, yeah. Can't wait for Mando to come out. <laughs> Andor in August. We got Andor in August, Andor, Bad yeah, Batch sorry. in the fall, and then Mando in February. So we've got to wait quite a time for all of it. I have high hopes for Andor because that first teaser trailer, like the just the visuals looked really cool. I'm kind of excited to see more of it. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm curious to see how what they're gonna do. I want to know how much these shows are aware of each other. I mean, there's the Favreau Filoni stuff that obviously all are very aware. The Obi-Wan show is somewhat aware to those shows because of the Deborah Chow connection, but Andor is the first one we're going to get that has no connection mm. other than the name to the other ones. And then the Acolytes coming, which is going to be very exciting, but I'm curious because they all, ah! no. they, they all have to, they all have to live in the same universe, like it or not. They all have to live in that same universe. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how Andor's going to fit in. But I'm I'm very excited because I love Rogue One, and I can't wait to see what they've got in store mm-hmm. for us. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, 
Let's uh, head on down to Never Tell Me the Odds. Also, of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1. Never tell Never me, tell the, me odds. the odds. Don't tell me the odds, bitch. Whoa, language. Uh, It's past 9 o'clock, is it? Yeah, 920. 920. Uh, 920. Um, never tell me the odds. Brought to you and everyone that listens to our wonderful podcast by Podcast. If you like what we do and you're glad that our internet works today, you can come and support us and we can just make your life complete. And this you is become, incredible. Yeah, I think it was just a piece of hardware I was not using properly. Thank you for all the people that support us and continuously watch our terrible internet provider. Uh, like these people, Heidi Fetter, executive producer, Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Randy Kenobi, Mary Kristen Aton, Jeff Wilson, Phil Stanford, Scott D, Josh Price, Matt W. Rez, Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, Cosmic Girl Zero Two, Gleek Play One, Disney Desi, Charlotte, Kayla Davis, Girls with Sabres, and the Den of Nerds. Den of Nerds. Apparently, I'm haunted. I don't know what that means. Haunted. I am offended by that comment. And uh, Brock, the show is yours. Goodbye. Well, here we are. Never tell me the odds. You thought I was gone. You thought I was gone. See, your money is what gives you this wonderful production value. And everybody, guess what? Checking the board. She out of here. Nobody wanted you here, Kathleen Kennedy. When I hit the desk, my wife's computer. I'm like, oh. <laughs> that's because that's Kathleen Kennedy's computer. She is actually has a direct line You're to fired. Kathleen Kennedy. You're fired. You're fired. Um, by the way, uh, Kathleen Kennedy, you're, you're fired. Hawks Holocaust says, odds Lucasfilm like it or not, taped the wall next to. Wait, taped? To the wall, like it or not, taped to the wall next to the future storyboards. Lucasfilm has like it or not taped. Oh, I see. Because fans don't like anything. I gotta say, that's Scotty. That's Scotty Hawk from Hawks Holocrons. Go check out his channel. Give him a like and subscribe. But also, he hates Star Wars. He, oh, Brock, did you just freeze? This is what happens when you make fun of your internet. You freeze. Um, I, I would say they probably do. They probably do have that, Scotty, for real. They might have that for sure. And Brock froze like the, the part of the show where we definitely need him to be a part of this. So I'm going to go on right now. Look, the Obi-Wan show um, could have been so much better had they got Alec Guinness to come back and play. Uh, <laughs> if Alec Guinness would have played Obi-Wan Kenobi like he was supposed to in this show, the show would be a lot better than it is right now with Ewan McGregor as as Obi-Wan Kenobi. I love that Brock is kind of back. Brock, you're back. All right, never done with the odds. Because we started uh, bragging about not having terrible internet. Never tell me the odds. What's the first one? <laughs> the first one. Leia will be returned in episode five and not appear in the finale. Are we going to get Leia going back to the Oregonas on Alderaan in episode five and not in the grand finale? I, I might like jump ship if that's the fate. Oh, I mean, we did not have episodes for us. I'd be like, the heck? Uh, no, I, I think perhaps there she is in the grand combination of the series, but like, no, no. So I'm going to go 10% on that. 
I mean, cool if they did it. I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go seven percent. Uh, Hawks Holocron saying that it's about the show's about to like the last two episodes of this show are going to be probably amazing yeah. and epic and in, in every yeah. way whatsoever. It's like Book of Boba, right? It's like just hold on, just. I always tell people like get to the fifth episode and you're good. Like just just hold off, man. These are they're playing the long game on these shows right now. Uh, Kayla thinks that Leia will be on the rest of the show. So do I. I don't see how you just get rid of her in the fifth episode, like the second last episode. I mean, you could deliver her and then move on, but I mean, they're coming, they're coming fast. They're coming hot and heavy. The the Empire, right? The Inquisitors and Stormtroopers. And by the way, the Stormtroopers sounding like old school Stormtroopers in this episode. Loved it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I don't really mind like when they sound different, but when they sound like they did when I was a kid, I get nostalgic and shut up. Uh, next on, Vader will lose a limb to Obi Wan in that final epic showdown. Will I Vader? I mean, he doesn't like. I'm talking like a robotic limb. I'm not. Talking yeah, like of course, gonna, of course. Yeah, I mean, he's only got that left anyway. Uh, but will Vader lose a limb in the last episode? I'm going to go full Brock on this because I'm like, ooh, that's cool. But it's like, do we need it to happen? I, I think I feel like the final lightsaber battle between these two are going to be like, okay, so the very first movie had the worst lightsaber battle because they were still trying to figure that stuff out. It's like, so I feel like they're going to have some epic duel that will uh, out, like, yeah. finally say sorry for what. It'd almost you- maybe it would, it'd be cool if it replicated it. Or maybe like that's why he's that's explains why Vader's so hesitant at the beginning in in uh, New Hope is like Obi Wan just flashes off uh, an arm like Vader will chip a tooth. <laughs> do Do you think remember somebody recreated that New Hope fight scene and they made them like jumping around, bouncing around? It was cool to see, but what do you think they might do something like that in this? I'm gonna go by. I'm gonna go seventy percent. He's gonna lose a limb. He's gonna get his butt handed to him. His butt handed to him. Pop pop. Brock, are you still there? Kayla's saying. Maybe that could happen. Brock, you're never to compliment your internet ever again. Ever again. By the way, I really like Inquisitor ships. I think they look super cool. Brock's got them. Uh, be like John Cleese and Monty Python. <laughs> it's just a flesh wound. Exactly. I, I think I, I do. I kind of hope that he loses a limb. I think, I think in this episode, in this final showdown, Vader needs to get his butt handed to him. He kind of just served Obi-Wan pretty well. He burnt him. We saw Obi-Wan's back. He got fried pretty badly. I think in this, the next showdown that we're going to get, I think Obi-Wan's got to come out on top. And like Brock said, that's kind of like the hesitancy that he has in A New Hope. He's like, this is not a, something I haven't felt since. And he walks away and he goes, last time we met, I was you were the master, but I, I was the apprentice. Blah, blah. Not, I mean, not necessarily the case, I suppose. That's a bit of a recon, but I think, oh, wow. Hawk would be a boot going on right now. That's embarrassing for everybody. Brock's back. Brock, I was just saying, like, I kind of like the idea of, of Vader getting his his butt handed to him by Obi-Wan to fit into A New Hope. All right, our final lot comes from Heidi in the chat. Heidi, right now, it, it, there was um original, I don't know if it was canon necessarily, Brock, but originally at some point, there are a lot of, like, 
if you go back and you see a lot of information on the original movie Star Wars, they make mention that Owen Lars is actually Ben Kenobi's brother in a lot of merchandise and materials from way, mm. way back. And I might even gone into the 90s as well. I don't think past that, but I think the prequels kind of changed it. But Heidi wants to know if that Owen and Ben might end up being brothers like, like they used to before. Are they going to, I guess, re-retcon would be the word? I'm not really sure. <laughs> I mean, just retcon. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I. <laughs> I. No, I hate that. <laughs> it's like what? Uh, no, I don't like that. Zero percent. Goodbye. I'm low on it as well. I don't hate it like you. Um, I think the way the stories moved has kind of changed. I think there was probably a point in time. Well, that would have made sense, but not so much. Like, I think it, it would have, it could have even made more sense had they been brothers in the prequels, right? And then he brought him to his brother to hang out instead of to the, but anyway, I'm going to go low. I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go 7%. We got Kayla saying no and Sooner saying no. And no way. Uh, Hawk, and Hawks is saying a boot. I'm in boot to lose like, my he's, mind. In, he's in like upstate New York. He says oh, a boot more than we. He says a boot North more than Wanda. No. <laughs> <laughs> he like he just called Selena and Barnes. Come you. on down to Gambino <laughs> Ford. Hi, mom. <laughs> I miss Buffalo. <laughs> uh, so do I actually. It's, uh, yeah. What a great time. Anyway, I'm gonna go a seven percent on that one as well. Do you have news today? I do have news. Okay, while you do the news, Rez is here. I'm going to listen to my Force Awakens soundtrack with. 3D oh yeah, hologram. take it out of the plastic. No, it's not in the plastic. It's open. Oh wow, it's oh! so shiny. Yeah, it is. It's so it's shiny. Good. This is this is shiny. It, this one actually, if you play it on the record player and you put a light to it, it has a hologram like a Falcon oh, yeah. and a Tie Fighter come up. So I'm gonna listen to that while you do the news. Uh, everybody else, you stay tuned because Brock has the hollow news da 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 da, da hollow news da 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 all the news, the news you need to know right now. Sideshow collectibles have created a life-size C-3PO for fans to own at last. And yes, he talks. Why wouldn't he talk? He's 3PO. He never stops talking. This realistic collectible stands 6 foot 2 inches tall and 28 inches wide. Situated on a Millennium Falcon ba base with ship flooring and circuitry details. Uh, check it out on the Sideshow Collectibles website. C-3PO's signature shining gold exterior is detailed with weathering, a silver right leg, and multicolored wiring in the abdomen. He has articulated arms at the shoulder joint and can rotate to various degrees to change up his posture. 3PO owners can remove the magnetic restraining bolt from his torso on as an added detail. 3PO comes with a randomized voice track feature, which allows him to say various lines from all nine Skywalker saga films. Uh, there, we imagine there's a Sir. The possibility of successfully navigating asteroid field is approximately three, 3,720 to 1. Never tell me the odds. His eyes glow via a button on the back. You can turn on and off. And the, it will set you back $8,500, I assume, U.S. dollars. Shipping begins November 2022 to February 2023. To order yours, go on down to Sideshow's website and spend all of your monies on that. Gary Oldman has been 
rumored to have been part of Star Wars or almost part of Star Wars. He claimed that he appeared in both the prequels and J.J. Abrams sequels. The acclaimed actor was recently asked by Josh Horowitz on his podcast, Happy, Sad, Confused. And it was shared on a clip on Twitter. Oldman responded honestly saying, I did a voice for Star Wars. I can't remember what it, I can't remember. Was it General Grievous? It was something to do with union and non-union stuff. Well, there you have it. It looks like we could have had Gary Oldman voicing the villainous General Grievous in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. What more? Oldman recorded the droid's dialogue. What was ultimately removed from episode two due to an issue with union rules. <laughs> I don't know if that's in the movie or, you know, IOTC union, film union. I don't know. And finally, droid builder extraordinaire Mike McMaster created his piece de resistance for this year's celebration, a made-to-scale life-size Imperial probe droid, a.k.a. the Viper droid. It looks exactly like the ones which found the heroes in the, of the Rebellion on their secret base in the Empire Strikes Back. Folks from the Adam Savages tested interviewed McMaster at Star Wars uh, Celebration about his best custom droid build yet, which you can watch on the on the YouTubes. Ever heard of it? You're on it right now. McMaster detailed the creation of the iconic droid in the video. He 3D printed it over the course of a year and wired it with servos, motors, lights, and sound effects. The base that it stands on even looked like snow as a way of evoking the ice planet Hoth. Overall, they used over 100 pounds of 3D printed material in their construction and was truly a labor of love. McMaster pointed out the Imperial Probe Joy only appeared for 40 seconds in Empire Strikes Back, but his spider-like appearance and eerie sounds made an impact on fans from day one. Since Empire appeared in all manner of the other Star Wars media, we've seen them in Rebels and most recently in Obi-Wan Kenobi. And they make a surprise appearance as well on board the Star Destroyer that Disney theme park guest board in Rise of the Resistance. If you want to check out more of his droid builds, go on down to McMaster's Instagram account. And this has been your Hollow News. Boom. You're muted. Keep on talking. You are muted. No, I know I was muted. I was singing oh. a song, and, and nobody needs to hear me sing a song. Yeah. Nobody. Top five. Top five Top moments from episode five. three and four, because we didn't do an episode three breakdowns or discussion or whatever. Uh, let us know what your top fives are in the comments, uh, live comments or whatever. Uh -huh. Um, yeah, so anyway, uh, thanks for everybody joining us in the chat today. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. My number one, my number one, my number five on our top five moments from the show is Vader choking Reva McIntyre today. I really enjoyed the <laughs> I will kill you. And she's like, No, I put a tracking beacon in there. By the way, did that kind of like seal her fate that Vader's gonna kill her at the end of the series? Is that kind of like, are we there? Is that what? I don't know. Are we ready for this? Okay, Brock. We all know you're really Deborah Chow in disguise. Oh! <laughs> What's your number five? My number five is Zach Braff as the Mole Man. <laughs> I know he had a character name. But... Freck. Freck, that's it. <laughs> oh, I like the Empire. I'm glad you like the Empire, too. <laughs> he was like, he was being his best Muppet voice. I really like it, too. Uh, my number four is the Underground rail, 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 Railway in episode three, where you see like the Jedi markings and all that stuff. Quinlan was here. 
Gwendolyn was yeah, here. Yeah. Gwendolyn was yeah, apparently yeah. people eagle eye fans noticed that apparently like Cal Kestis it might have been on there, and there's a quote Ooh. from the, the High Republic was in there. And Mr. Rez is saying Reaver Redemption. And let me just block him quickly. Oh, you blocked. Wait, I'm gonna star that. Star! What I don't know if that I don't know what that does. I just started. Yeah. I've never started comment before. I'm gonna start that. I'm gonna zero in. You're like the Nev Campbell of the new Scream franchise. You're out. You're out. Uh, I'll make my number four that as well. That is really cool. I love that. You've seen that etched in uh, Jedi uh, emblem in the wall. You're like, oh, that's sick. So, yeah, I would love. That's great. Like, Cal Kestis, like, that would be perfect to put in the new game. Like, just those little details are like, he's on the path or whatever. I'm like, yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, loved it. Uh, number three, Obi-Wan talking about Padme to Leia. Mm. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my number- it. <laughs> Whoa, that was a weird noise. Number three is going to be their Jedi trophy room. That was kind of cool, and I want them to go explore that more. That's my number two. Oh, my number two two is the Jedi tomb. What's your number two? My number two is going to be a land speeders flying into the docking bay. That was sick. We need more of that. Please, thank you. Goodbye. And my number one is Vader versus Obi Wan Kenobi. (laughs) I literally like when he lit the ground on fire. He's like, Ground, you were on fire. (laughs) <laughs> my number one is also Darth Vader, but him walking through that little town, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's the sure. When he broke yeah. the he broke a kid's when that happened, I was like, how does how does he come back from this? Oh, he doesn't until like he doesn't. very very he kills all of them, the men, the women, the children. Yes, Heidi, you were the only ones. You were the only one. No, I saw people commenting on that. I did not get that at all. Um, Paderma, Pader one baby, Pader one baby. By the way, someone noticed also that in episode three, Leia's uh, hair bun starts to come out, yeah, and yeah. it comes down like a braid, like a Padawan braid. It comes down like that. Um, so people are very like. I think people watch the show three hundred thousand times before I even wake up for the day. <laughs> and they they like go screen by screen with that, and then they watch all the movie, every single every every other piece of of Star Wars, and side by side with it. I think they have like a Batman, like a Bat Cave of monitors, and they have they just like frame by frame. This is what I think people do because look, I wake up and the show's spoiled already. I wake yeah. up, I wake up at seven a.m. Eastern, and like everyone's like, oh my god, the show. And she's like, dude, chill, chill out, chill out. We're not there yet. I can't wake up at 3 a.m. I have a job. I, like, if I didn't have a job, maybe I could do the 3 I couldn't. I'm too old. Anyway. Uh, yes, Satine was Obi-Wan's love interest. Yeah. Satine or nothing says there's a big Satine. And then, look, they want, they when they did that, like, when Disney sent out that thing, Brock, like, a week before the show came out, they're like, here's what you should watch. There were all Satine episodes of Clone Wars. Why? Yeah, exactly. Good question. Yeah, I don't know. Two episodes to go. We might find out. Yeah. 
I'm kind of glad they kind of don't because then it would mean they have to mention Mandalore. So it's like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I think we're, I think we can move on from Mandalore it's for a little okay. while. It's okay. Gord's fine. Um, yeah. So, uh, hooray. Uh, this is the part of the show where James just picks up random things. We've already done the part where you inevitably knock something over. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's our MO. It's what we do. Yeah. Uh, all right, all right. Let's wrap it up. Thank you, everybody, for ch 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 chatting. Oh, we have one. Oh, the starred message goes into a separate folder that I can see, Brock. That's all that happens. So, Reaver Redemption, unstarring that. You're unstarred, and now you're kicked off the show. Haha. -ha. Anyway, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much for joining us and chatting along in the live chat. Brock, thanks for talking Star Wars with me. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> it's it's even better because you were always scum. Oh, Rebel Scum. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.